Alaskans, wherever you are, welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right in a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to MustReadAlaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And man, everybody's kids are back in school, and I hope that parents are happy as a clam because not only are your kids back in school... But it's sunny out. It's amazing. We had a very special thing happen here in Alaska this last week. Uh, the Secretary of Transportation was here in Alaska hanging out with multiple folks, one of them being, being Mayor Dave Bronson. I have him on the show today. Welcome to the show, Mayor Dave Bronson. And how was it having the Secretary of Transportation here in Alaska? Well, first, John, it is a beautiful day. We're, I'm sitting here on the eighth floor in my office looking out uh, looking out at the mountain range, the Alaska range, uh, McKinley. It's a beautiful, a really beautiful day. And, and to all the parents out there, happy back-to-school day, and you know what I mean by that. So uh, you can ra- relax a little bit. We're going to get back into routines with, with the kids, which is a great thing. Uh, we went through that as parents, and now our kids are grown. But, yeah, we, we did have a great visit with the secretary. Uh, real smart guy, good guy, a great team, a bunch of real smart young people that he brought with. Uh, we got our message across. Um, they said very well. They says, um, message received, Mr. Mayor. And uh, so we communicated to, to him and to his staff how important the, the Port of Alaska is to 90% of the people in Alaska who get their money, or excuse me, get their food and all of their supplies and their vehicles and everything we use in this Alaska, in Alaska, 90% of it comes over this port. And this port is in dire need of repair. The first piling went in in 1959. Uh, they're at the end of their life. And they're, in in fact, um, you can go to my Facebook page and there's a QR code there that you can click on. It'll show a three to four minute video. And that video we took last week at our extremely low tides to show <coughs> how much jeopardy the port is. We have about 14, a little over 1400 pilings in the port. And during the earthquake of 2018, 20% of them failed, and we had to go back in and repair them. Um, there, we can't repair anymore. We've we've done the the only thing we can do is put a, like a clamshell bolt on, reinforcement on it. We can't do that again. It's a one-time deal, and now we're in trouble. And again, 90% of the people in the state are fed by this port, and. At some point here in an earthquake or a bad docking of a ship, too hard of a docking, it's going to fail. And as we rebuild our port and and the docks, uh, uh, we will get to hopefully seismic security here by not later than uh, early 2028. But right now, we don't have food security. We just don't. So uh, we, we're asking the federal government, the DOT, and other agencies, we're going back to ask the Department of Defense uh, help uh, on this because that dock supports the Arctic strategy, which is the core of our uh, military strategy here in Alaska. And quite frankly, the the good 
taxpayers of, of Anchorage and uh, simply cannot afford to pay for national defense needs. And so there is a federal ask here. Uh, the Secretary, uh, Secretary Buttigieg was extremely receptive. He asked incredibly insightful questions, um, and we answered them to our best of our ability. And uh, they said message received. So uh, we did it. We did our best, and we did a good job. That's awesome. So I think this is what separates good leaders from great leaders: being able to work with somebody that you may not agree with wholeheartedly. And I think. This is where you you and your team have shown to be great leaders. Talk to me a little bit about working with the Biden administration, even though you may disagree on things. Is it important for you all to come together for an issue like this? Well, yeah, it's essential for the good of the state that we do come together to the uh, this one party can't solve uh, a, a challenge of. Uh, of this magnitude and a threat to the the survivability of our state um, to this degree, we, we've got to come together. And and uh, uh, assembly leadership was there uh, with us. Uh, there's no daylight between how they look at this project and how we look at this project. We've come together, made great progress in approving uh, design and uh, surcharge structures uh, for that will impact us for the next 70 years, the life cycle of this new port facility. So uh, my hope is, my desperate hope is we get two seismics, uh, one seismically secure dock, we're building two, we have to have two eventually, but one. If we can get to that by early 2028, uh, we've closed the gap, we have, and we ha- will have food security. And that's all it's about. So yeah, um, you know, you got at times you gotta put the politics aside and you got to get down to work of governing because politics is more electoral and then governing is, is the running of the business. And that's the mode we're in. Um, we're in the mode of, of, of building the things that we need and doing uh, what's right for the people of Alaska and specifically Anchorage. So give us a little bit of a peek under the hood. You know, 99% of the people didn't get to have a conversation with the, trans- the uh, Secretary of Transportation Tell us a little bit about him and maybe a fun story that you had with him while you were in Anchorage. Well, it was pretty business oriented. Uh, They run a tight schedule. We kept to their schedule. We were complimented by the weight of sticking with their schedule. Uh, They said that doesn't happen very often. People run long because everyone, everybody wants a piece of the big guy and, and the secretary's the big guy. And, and, but I, I had some one-on-one time with them. I actually made some asks that are more aviation related as well. Uh, we were, when we were on the bus, uh, there's some asks that really impact, um, that really impact us. The, the port asked, well, we, we asked for a 60, 40 split. That's a traditional split. The federal government picks up 60% and we pick up uh, 40% us in the state um and and on the funding of it and that's a, for about 50 percent of 1.5 billion dollars um we asked for um uh, what they're con- happen to be considering even as we speak is the pacific territories guam saipan uh they're it looks like they're going to be excluded from buy america build america and uh, we asked to be have alaska included into that or the port of 
Anchorage uh, or the Port of Alaska um, included in that exclusion. Because with all the ARPA money and all the federal money uh, post-COVID floating around, um, there's going to be a lot of projects coming on uh, line all over the country. And we could do everything right here. We could have the engineering done. We could have the, per- the permitting done. And, and we're getting there. Uh, we get a political alignment. But if the steel, if we're down the, down the list on ordering steel, we're in big trouble. The whole thing stops. And it could stop to the point where even our permitting starts to expire. Uh, and so our ask is that we are, we're, we're excluded, just like Guam and, and Saipan looks like they're going to be from Build America, Buy America, and allow us then to go right into non-American steel. And I think is what we're speaking about is, you know, uh, Korean, South Korean, or possibly Turkish steel. We don't care as long as it's good quality steel. And we move forward and get our port built because at the end of the day, we've got to fixate on the target, and the target is food security at the soonest possible moment in time. And I would like to add, if I haven't already, if you go to our Facebook page, there's a QR code there. We just created that yesterday, and uh, day before yesterday, and it was for the secretary. You can click on that QR code and watch a, uh, a video that we created. We, we flew a drone uh, a week and a half ago. We flew a drone underneath the docks uh, to, to at the extremely low tides so we can show the public, to, so we can show the secretary the severity of the damage that is going on well below normal normal tide lines, below the water line. And uh, it will shock, uh, I think, anyone who sees it. And t- to the point of when I mentioned it to the, um, the secretary, when we were on the docks in the ad- admin building, which sits on the docks, says, this is what's supporting you right now. He, he, he kind of got the picture at that point. And we're running huge trucks. We're, we're docking huge ships up to that structure, and it's, it's in dire need of repair. And we're at simply asking for the federal government to step in and, and help us with the permitting process. We did ask for, for some waivers, or not waivers, but for streamlining on the federal permitting process and to hopefully go back to a year and a half ago to the uh, Beluga Whale Exclusionary Zone and shrink that down because they just, what I believe is arbitrarily expanded that zone. And so, and they made it much, much bigger going up your area towards, towards up the inlet. And if a beluga is spotted in there, we have to stop construction. And we've got to, and then until the belugas just pack up and leave, we can't do any construction. Well, we only have about a four month construction window. And to shrink that, and we've had this happen before, shrink it by by two months, so in half. We can't be facing that kind of that kind of threat. And uh, we're just asking for a little bit of leeway on those kinds of things, and uh, we hope we get to them. So we, and, and he was very receptive. So it sounds like it was a fruitful trip. Do you get the sense that you have buy-in from... Senator Murkowski, Senator Sullivan, Mary Petola as well, are, are all of you kind of on the same page as this? And does that help create momentum for maybe some things in the Fed sector to happen that otherwise wouldn't? Well, remember, there's no right or left on this issue. There's no Republicans, there's no Democrats on this issue. And there is zero, there is zero daylight between the federal delegation 
the state legislature and the because uh, remember the legislature ponied up last year and gave us the single largest appropriation in the history of the state 200 million dollars the state is all in we committed the city to 165 million dollars the state the city uh the legislature the delegation the assembly the mayor everyone is on the same page marching marching in lockstep that's what we have to have. That's one of those rare moments in, in Alaska politics, and we need to we need to take advantage of that and, and move forward. And we, we just want that federal component on the permitting, on the on the financing to step up and uh, and help us out. And quite frankly, you know, as we Ted Stevens told me this one on one once in a meeting I had with him, he says, you know, we built this country from east to west and. And he says the lower 48, um, they got their bridges, they got their interstate system. And he says just because Alaska and Hawaii are last doesn't mean we don't get our federal our, our fair share. And he says if they want to start cutting, you know, let's cut federal spending. He says that's fine. I'm all for it. He says, well, you start in the east. And he said start in the 13 colonies. Start start working east to west. Cut. And he says, when they get to me and Daniel, and he meant in a way, Senator, when they get to me and Daniel, we'll take our cuts. But he's, and, and I have to follow that ethos. That was a bit of an epiphany to me personally. And I, because I'm a, I'm a fiscal hawk, you know, I, I, but at the end of the day, if you look at the timing of it, uh, and, and Senator Murkowski gets this, Senator Sullivan, uh, he gets it. And so does Mary. This is our time. It is our time to ask the federal government for help on a, on a structure that supports the military, um, there is no Arctic strategy if this port fails, because we project force in the Pacific through this port over these docks, and these docks are in dire need of help. Um, yeah. The plan is in place. The engineering is uh, moving ahead. The politicians, everyone's in place. Now it's time for the federal government to step up and, quite frankly, do their part. And I think they're very receptive to that. There's, we're not getting resistance. It's just Washington has its own set of problems, and they got to work through their family squabbles to to get to the answer. Well, it sounds like that has been a very fruitful trip for the not only the municipality of Anchorage but all of Alaska because it probably puts uh, the port of Anchorage one step closer to being fixed. Do you have any last minute thoughts before we head out here? I want to be um, I want to be uh, respectful of your time. Right. Well, the other thing we, we made, uh, and, I, and I, when I had a piece of this time one-on-one, I made an ask that, quite frankly, really impacts Alaska, and, it, and it's on the aviation side of things. Uh, the federal government is trying to uh, eliminate, and this is very pertinent, um, 100 low lead gas without having a, a, a marketable, uh, viable uh, substitute. And, and we're already paying, you know, general aviation is paying about $7, $6.90 to $7.10 a gallon for aviation fuel. It gets exponentially worse in the bush. And I've heard as high as $17 or $18 a gallon. I'm just telling you, interrupting that supply chain as bad as it is, interrupting it by imposing an artificial, uh, not economically viable fuel mechanism uh, to us uh, without all the testing, because we haven't even completed the testing on this fuel, on the various compression engines, this could be devastating to us and to commerce. Uh, we we simply, uh, I asked him for help on that, and um, and we, we made some other FAA asks that were 
that were not quite as, as essential as that. So he was very receptive. He knew about them. He's very informed. He knew about our challenges. And now the politicians in D.C. Uh, need to come on board. I think they will. And under the leadership of Sullivan and Mikowski and Peltola, I think we'll get to it. Well, that's good. I uh, want to thank you for joining us here, Dave. And uh, it's going to be awesome to see this unfold and, you know, watch a port get built. I think that's going to happen. I think that you have the right team in place. You got the right people excited about it. And uh, I think it's going to happen. So I want to thank you for well, joining. I want to encourage. Yeah, John, I want to encourage people. The port is being built. Uh, previous administrations built a petroleum cement terminal. That is seismically secure. It survived without incident the 2018 earthquake. So we have petroleum security. We have cement uh, security. We don't have food and, and bulk good and supply security. And that's what we're working on. So this is the next few phases. And, and so I want to encourage people. We're, we're kind of getting things done here. But the food component is what I'm focused on. And at the end of the day, this is about saving our port. We're not building a Cadillac. We're not, we're not making it bigger. Actually, the port's going to be slightly smaller than it is. It's just going to be, it, it's just going to be new and seismically secure, and therefore food security. I love it. Well, I want to encourage folks, if you just caught the tail end of this, to go back and listen to the whole thing. You'll get to hear um, about the Secretary of Transportation's stop here in Alaska and some cool things that have happened because of it. So if you want to help keep the lights on yeah. here at Must Read Alaska, go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a donate button. Every $5, $10, $100 helps. And we want to thank Mayor Dave Bronce for coming on the show. Until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you, Mayor.